a very warm welcome to you, Susan. Thank you. And thank you for being with us today and taking our time out of your busy schedule. So we are very pleased to have Susan, who's a Trinity alumni and is currently based in Denver, Colorado. And the road well taken is actually a very, what to say, a very superficial title. But what we are going to discuss today is that what are the challenges one has to face to get on that road? And what are the sacrifices which one has to make? And you know, the, best, the biggest thing is how to come out of your comfort zone and you know, just follow the path which you desire to follow. To begin with, I'd just like to introduce Susan very briefly. So Susan earned a degree in natural sciences from Trinity College, specializing in geology. She is currently the co-founder and chair chairperson of Belize Natural Energy. Her company has the Educo holistic business model at its core. Against all the odds, this model was the vital difference that enabled Susan to discover the first oil in Belize in 2005 with and for the people of Belize and in balance and harmony with the nature, along with her business partner, the late Mike Usher. BNE won the Green Award and the Global Get Energy Award for empowering the people of Belize with beating 43 other countries. And BNE has been the number one revenue generator in Belize and has inspired world leaders resulting in a major trade treaty being signed with the UAE. Susan was awarded the Norman Foster Outstanding Explorer Award and the Presidential Award for Exemplary Service by the AAPG in recognition for her work in geoscience. Now, without any further delay, Susan, the floor is yours. Uh, thank you so much, Tamne. And it's been a delight even this morning getting to know yourself and the team, the committee uh, for S2S. I, I love the fact that you, the students, are, and I think Neve was explaining this, are actually out to look after and take uh, students under your wings, create mentorships amongst yourselves. And just keep an eye on that everybody is is moving along in the direction, in the path that they really want to, that they follow their passion. So I, I love it. And by the way, S2S did not exist in my day in Trinity, which is in the early 70s. Uh, but it would have been an excellent, um, an, an excellent society for, for looking after everybody, but also for those who join to understand the structure which you all have created amongst your directors uh, that, that is a bit like a structure that you will have when you form your own company or go into another company out in the, let's say, the job world. Um, Tamne, I adored my time at Trinity and I'm actually quite jealous of all of you there <laughs> this morning. Um, and I've got some great memories uh, of, of being there. And one of them is, is a sort of a funny one. And it is, I bought a little car. It was for, I don't know, maybe just a tiny amount of money. And, and you'll understand why that was so important. It was a little Morris Minor convertible. And um, uh, it was, it, it, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, and I'm not a car mechanic, it didn't really work very well. And uh, we get we leave in the morning and about halfway to Trinity, which was only really 
about uh, 20, no, about a 15 minute drive, uh, it would break down. But then other students who were walking on the way to Trinity would all push the car. So we'd make all these friends on the way to Trinity. Every morning we dared take the car out. And to me, it was about actually what your group is about, camaraderie, helping each other, working together to find and encourage the greatness and the happiness in all of us, that path. And then that becomes the path, as you alluded to, Tamni, the path which becomes well-traveled and understood by all. Uh, I... Um, one, one thing, especially for any geologist listening, I think there's an extra aspect about studying geology, and that is it's not a very exact science. And so we had to inadvertently actually nurture that imagination we were born with. We're all born with this huge capacity and any teaching that can draw out that genius capacity as Stephen and I were talking about this morning and draw out that huge potential is, is that, that in essence is the Aduco model at the core of Belize natural energy. To draw out that uh, capacity to discover the first oil against all odds. Um, just to dip into that story a little bit for, for a bit of excitement, there were 50 dry holes in the country of Belize. And by the way, that's a map of Belize back there. And it's worth going to visit everybody listening. It is the jewel of the Caribbean, beautiful jungle, pristine, and the second most important barrier reef in the whole of the world. I think Australia's got the number one, Belize has got the number two. So it's pristinely beautiful. So um, daring to, to, to think that a wee girl from Belfast is going to be the first to discover oil in the most environmentally sensitive, beautiful country, probably in the world. Uh, but it very much uh, is and, and was and still is about the people and the connection with, with nature, which is which is actually our, our birthright, our, our real connect. Um, now, let's just jump right back to, to me leaving Ireland and being hired by an American company straight out of Trinity. And um, I, when, when I was hired, there were three of us hired actually out of, out of Trinity. And I decided to find out a bit more about Americans and understood this word entrepreneurship, which of course is so prevalent today. But in those days, in the, it was the, the, the mid 70s, 70, oh, 77, 78, um, it wasn't used very much in, in Ireland and Europe. But I researched it and thought, wow, that country, it's, its backbone seems to be about that pioneer spirit that spirit of adventure, that jump out ability that we all are born with. And so I thought I'm gonna be one of those things when I get to the United States. And uh, so I'd set unbeknownst to myself, because remember I studied the earth at geology, but we didn't ever uh, study the mind. So I inadvertently had set a mindset 
to become a, an entrepreneur because when in Rome, do as the Romans do. I went to America and within three years of graduating, I set up S. Morris and Associates, mainly because I had seen all over the world opportunities for oil and gas and transformation of countries. Uh, but it wasn't, a, wasn't happening. Whereas in the United States on various scales from a small mom and pop operation right through to the majors like Exxon, BP, Shell were all prevalent on and offshore the United States. And so I thought, well, wow, this is the time to jump in. And, um, and I did. Now that then took me to Belize. And it was on the invitation of Sir Ian Rankin. And Sir Rankin just passed 10 days ago. But I, uh, I know he's with me, actually, as is Mike Usher. Uh, and Sir Ian Rankin was actually quite a well-known figure in the UK. And he'd gone to Belize sort of for a holiday. And he'd phoned me and said, a very proper accent, Susan, is there any oil down here? And I didn't actually even know where Belize was at the time. I had to get out the map. And it was called British Honduras. Uh, and I looked at it, and as geologists can do, we're time travelers, guys. I went back 100 million years and became an oil molecule that was being, it was an ancient environment. I might have been a tree originally, but I was heated and squeezed by Mother Nature. And cracked is the term used in refineries, but it's the same heat and pressure in uh, under the under the ground, the um, uh, the cooking pot we might call it. Excuse me one second. I have a a, a puppy that is destroying something over here. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that, chap. <laughs> Um, uh, she was eating a couple of files there. <laughs> um, oh dear, oh yes. And, and so I went down to, I went down to Belize and knew that was, there was oil there because it was part of the greater Mexican basin. Uh, there were no political boundaries. Uh, we, we had the capacity to see the world the way the astronauts describe it, with no boundaries, with an open mind. And, um, uh, I was, of course, informed there were 50 dry holes drilled by Shell, Mobile, Exxon, all the big boys, and that I was very wrong in thinking there was oil because they had proved there was no oil. Now, this is another uh, characteristic that you want to um, develop. Well, no, not develop, draw out in yourself. And that is, once you see and feel and hear that vision, so clearly on the path you're on, the key path, especially when it's for others and with others. This was about the Belize people. Um, then there is like a rocket full of energy, uh, uh, the rocket ship and that extra energy from, um, from, from, it's actually the greater mind really comes into play and you can see that vision so clearly. Now, I learned how that actually happens on the Aduco seminar. I learned the mechanism of the conscious and the unconscious mind and how 
we actually are almost wasting resources. We're not accessing or understanding that mechanism within our unconscious mind. And so it is critical to be able to understand that and marry it, merge it with an area that you suspect you love and will make a difference for mankind. Uh, not unlike what I was talking to Stephen about, and that was the microbiology of understanding how a virus is formed to understand how to counteract it. Um, it just happens to be an example in my mind, or Tamne wanting to reach out to foreign students as a global ambassador and make sure they too are felt welcomed. And he would have had a vision, a desire, a passion, which would have been how we communicated with each other in the first place. So these, these attributes are all within all of you listening. And it's, it's following that path and not being distracted by your thoughts. Those thoughts are programs that may very well have been uh, put on you when you were little, like, you know, uh, being a girl from Belfast. I really wasn't supposed to ever discover the oil in Belize. I was supposed to get married. You know, those were the mindsets. Get married, settle down, have kiddies, which luckily enough, I, I did that too. But um, it's, it's going beyond the matrix. You might say it's thinking way outside the box because remember the box is only formed by your own mind. There is no such thing as the box. So when somebody says, think outside the box, you know, there it's really true because that's where life is. That's the energy, the energy of oneself and the energy of the universe. And that's what propels us forward. That's the life force within us, which not only brings us success, but health, happiness, and, and the birthright of our being, let's say. Um, now, huh. There's so many different avenues I could go to. I'm wondering, Tamne, should we stop for a minute and ask for a little bit of interaction from the listeners? What do you think? Definitely. I think that would be a great idea. In fact, I have a few questions as well. Okay. So to start with, what is one thing which you regret or not regret, which you miss about Trinity? And you, you know, at times you think that, you know, had I been in college, I would have definitely done this. And would you would advise us who are currently in college to do? Um, it's funny. It was a, it, it's a learning thing. I'm just going with what pops into my head immediately with your question, actually. And it's called, it was called buttery-itis. Now, I don't even know if the buttery is still there. But it was sort of the bar-y cafeteria. And especially when you were a freshman um, and you were speaking to somebody, if they were looking over your shoulder, they weren't concentrating on you, they weren't focusing, they were looking to see, was there somebody better coming in the door? And we used to call it buttery-itis. And I realized it was a learning. And that is when you're with somebody or doing something, really do it, be there, be present. Because firstly, that's respectful. And secondly, that's one of the keys 
to really living, being in that deep attention that you can connect with that person in front of you. And you can get an awareness of that life and that, uh, that being in front of you instead of waiting to see or comparing who was better. And so uh, actually that's the first time I've ever expressed this, but we used to call it butteryitis and it taught me a lesson to focus. And that was one of the keys in the Aduko seminar, deep focus so much that you actually are within that, you might call the zone you know, you actually come into the zone where almost time stands still and the genius, the spirit of yourself leads out. And just one more question before we open the question yeah. to the audience. So what is your most beautiful memory about Trinity and about Dublin in general from the time you spent in Trinity? Hmm. You know, I think I was so busy <laughs> having fun at the time. Um, it's not until I came back and maybe stood in front square and looked around and said, wow, wasn't I so lucky to be in a sort of an ancient institution and studying the, um, the very essence of how the, how the, the world the earth works. And I also then would look up way up to the top of the building that where the Hist and the Phil are. And myself and one of the other students, Gordon Curry, geologist, we used to go right up to the top and study together by asking each other questions. And it drew out of us that passion, that desire. I think that desire to make a difference actually in the world, as well as to understand our, um, our, our love of geology, but our interaction with human nature. And so I'm not sure when I was there, I appreciated it to this extent until I came back and took a big deep breath and thought, wow. That's great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Susan. Okay, now we'll be opening the floor to the audience. Just a few housekeeping rules. So if you're connected on the Zoom call, just raise your hand first in case you have a question and then we'll call you out. And in case you are viewing us on Facebook Live, just pop your questions in the comments box and Stephen will read them out for us. So yeah, the floor is now open. Have you guys got any questions? If you have a question, but you don't want to uh, speak out loud or turn your camera on, you can put it in the chat and we will read it out loud for you. Uh, or you can unmute yourself and ask the question directly. Even the committee can go ahead and ask the questions. Stephen, Neve, Elise, and Chloe. Yeah. I do have a question. Um, and it is what we touched on earlier. When you went to Belize and you heard 50 oil wells were drilled, 50 oil holes were drilled, and they were all dry, and they were all from these huge companies. Um, but you, you felt and you knew that there was oil still there. What gave you the confidence to invest in the, fifth, in the next hole uh, that turned out to have oil? What gave you that drive, the confidence? Well, it's a great question, by the way, Steve, because it's actually the question of before and after, which is critical. Uh, before I attended the Aduco seminar, 
yes, Mike Usher, my partner and I had the passion. We had the love of the country and the desire, but we didn't realize we didn't have that alignment, the importance of alignment of one's being. Um, and when we learned that alignment of your conscious and your unconscious and that access to that energy, the energy we're, we're feeling here today, um, that was a critical piece because then you got a vision so clear. And Stephen, this is so true from what you and I were saying earlier, a vision so clear that we saw in our mind's eye the people rejoicing in Belize before we'd even brought in the rig. Now, that was thanks to understanding the mechanism of how our mind actually works. Before that, we had... Uh, 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 sorry about that. That's the puppy. Uh, uh, before that, we had, as I said, the desire that to, to marry that with understanding the mechanism of the mind is a critical piece of the educational puzzle, which isn't necessarily taught in schools or, or university, for instance, because for instance, we're not talk, taught how to be determined. What is relentlessness? What is passion and energy? And so it's that piece of the puzzle you want to, uh, to bring into play. Uh, very effectively that allows your life to be in alignment with that energy within yourself that is to know yourself and self-expression and then then to really answer your question the vision takes you past everything and nothing is impossible that is fantastic thank you we have much. a question from the audience over here yes uh, yeah what was it about the Educo seminar that changed your mindset beyond what you had learned at Trinity? Um, Trinity, uh, the geology department, the natural sciences uh, was absolutely amazing. Uh, and it kept, as I said, my imagination going because you only got a few pieces of information. You never had the full package which by the way, we never really do. So we want to nurture that capacity, that imagination. Um, and so it's a missing link. This educational component is a missing link in our education, but it's coming to fore today. And let's just bring it right up to today because I am finding with this shut-in timeframe, uh, with the pandemic, uh, more people have time to reflect on their path. What is their capacity? What is their true nature? What do they really, really want to do? What actually turns you on? You know, I think more and more people are, are asking these questions. And I think they're really, really healthy. Because most young people that I speak to today are not going for, let's see how much money we can make. make. It's more, how can I make a difference? And and what is happiness, not just for me, but for others? What, 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 is, what is that path? And that's the path that we want to be well-traveled for all. Thank you. Uh, do we have any other questions? I have a question to ask. 
Um, so as you just mentioned there, our generation is known for its activism and its growing feeling of responsibility for what's going on in the world. And as your Forbes um, article mentions, there's definitely a post-oil future that we have to be um, cognizant of and realize that the climate crisis is a growing issue that we must address. So could you just talk a bit more about your sustainability efforts and moves toward renewable infrastructure, given that you've won a few green awards? Uh, and Eve, it's a great question. And um, it really is, I'll start with the end. The greatest energy capacity for the understanding and moving of this planet forward in harmony and balance with nature and at oneness with each other is actually the energy we're talking about within ourselves. It's, it's not wind or solar or oil or gas or hydrogen or nitrogen or, or, or whatever. All of those inventions and ideas have come from within us at various times over the centuries. And so we need to actually stop the division because division destroys this capacity. We need to bring each other together to understand, for instance, in the island of Nevis, which is a little island in the middle of the Caribbean, they were importing oil. Whereas Nevis is a big volcano and not a volcano because uh, the, the population is very little, not a volcano that needs to be brought uh, to life by, um, by a major uh, geothermal company, but more almost a mom and pop organization that, that can think and be there for the people in the geothermal answer and not have to bring in oil and gas. So we need to be more attuned to our areas Oil or gas isn't the big baddie. It's how it's handled. It's handled in a very green, beautiful way in Belize because we adore the place and because it's a gift from God out of those holes. But actually, you know, Neve, we're not even realizing what that gift also holds. It holds what's called brine water, which is very, very salty water. Those salts, and minerals include cobalt and lithium, which are the building blocks of batteries, which go into solar. So we need to open our minds, open our eyes as creative thinkers and see what life has presented to us. See back to that path, see what path that we can take that can be effective and answer the climate situation and answer the wars and answer the division between fossil and and green because together we are strong divided we are continuing to be weak and ineffective thank you susan uh, now the next question is failure is something which most people come across at some stage in their life some move on with it and there are some who give up after they face their first failure. But failure is also considered to be one of the biggest elements of success. What are your views on failure and what would you recommend or advise people who face failure and how should they deal with failure? Well, this is, this is something that I wasn't planning on saying today, but I failed my first year at Trinity. 
and uh, <laughs> um, what it did, I was uh, in the honors. I had been at an all girls school in Belfast, where I'm from, and we had done virtually no sciences, but I was plunked into the sciences in the honors first year. And so I would write lovely stories about the sciences, but it wasn't what was expected regarding chemistry, physics, biology. Um, and so uh, when I, let's just say, didn't do so well that very first year, uh, my geology professor, uh, Professor Stillman, he said, look, do you, do you want some help? You're, you're, I think you're going to be a good geologist. So somebody believed in me. Uh, but my father thought, you know, I should probably forget university and get married. Um, so there was all different sorts of mindsets. But Chris Stillman invited my parents down for tea and said, I think she's going to be a really good geologist. And so my father looked at me and he said, if you can do this on your own, have at it. And that was a key. I then became a waitress in Captain America's and paid my way through my repeat year. And by God, did I know what I wanted. I wanted to be a geologist and I wanted to make a difference in the world. Because two things, someone had believed in me. And secondly, my father did not spoil me. He said, if you want this, you would better find a way to do it yourself. And so out of that failure came some great lessons. And thanks for asking that question. Thank you so much. Before I move on to the next question, Stephen, do we have any questions on Facebook? Uh, not that I can see so far, but the Facebook Live is technically not live because it's about five to seven minutes behind us. So uh, I'll let you know as they come in. Okay. Louis and Elise, do you have a question? Um, I don't have any questions yet. I think it's just very interesting. And I think every college student can relate, you know, to the experience of doing a degree and kind of thinking, you know, how will I apply this knowledge to life after college? So I think it's always interesting to hear your experience and how you did, you know, achieve such great success. So, yeah. I'd like to, to comment because Chloe, that's a very, very good point. Um, sometimes we're not actually taught or challenged to dream big, dare to dream big. And what I learned on the Aduco seminar was when you can employ every cell in your body with that vision for others, there's no room for that nagging doubt that is in so many of our mindsets. So the very fact that Mike and I dared to dream we could have such a big discovery in Belize that we've been the number one revenue generator for the last 12 years. Um, it, it took up every cell in our, in our mind. There was no room for doubt or fear. And so we were coming from that, uh, I would call it our true nature, our self. So, so Chloe, it's a, it's a really important point to tap into that area of self-expression so that you have that energy that is leading you out. And, um, and while you're young, you don't have too many mindsets. It blasts past the mindsets. The mindsets are not real. They're just part of the matrix, which everybody today is saying, it's not working. This pandemic thing is no good. 
let's think out of the box. Or indeed, this time last year, I coined a phrase, uh, back to Neve's point, think outside the barrel. You know, way outside the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> Before we move on to the next question, I would just like to remind my users that in case the sorry the viewers that in case you have any questions you can type them in the chat box both on Zoom as well as Facebook. So I think Stephen, you said you had a question. I did. Um, I just have a question here. Um, do you see? Can you foreshadow uh, in your mind a future where oil isn't like you said? Where if we can work together, can you see a future where oil isn't negatively? impacting the environment um, and how, how do you see this happening if if it can uh, it's a great question and related to Neves very much so um, I absolutely do see a future because I see a future of us exhibiting expressing our full capacity now if you look back through history you know we had wood burning then we maybe had coal burning and then the combustion engines and so our our creativity has come slowly along with you might call it evolution but it's too slow once we know how to remain that open vessel for life's force as we were born to be in that we might call it the open mind well then the answers the creativity the technologies are all there for us. The mind is actually the technology behind all technologies. So when you really want to get to grips with the answer to your question, you want to understand firstly how we work and then that enables you to understand how everyone works and how we actually work together for the goodness of all and that that is so, so true. Thank you. Um, I have another one just on a personal note that I thought of. Um, I noticed from reading up that BNE was going to exhibit at Expo 2020, uh, but it was postponed until next year. Uh, can you give us any insights into um, what was the plan there? It's still the plan, by the way, very much so. Um, uh, as uh, in the introduction, Tamne said, because of this Aduco model, the UAE came in and joined forces in a major trade treaty. We signed it at the United Nations in 2015 in New, in New York. And so uh, we were very much a part of, especially with our director who lives there, Josh Stewart. And, uh, we were very much a part of the, firstly, the encouragement of Expo 2020. And then due to the COVID, it was put off to, I think it's the 1st of October in 2021. And funnily enough, I was just realizing it's actually their 50th anniversary of independence. And with that comes an understanding of their story, Stephen, the story of how the UAE came together. They, Abu Dhabi, which is, say, the, the first country in the UAE, discovered oil. And that's probably about 49 years ago. And anyway, it led to the Sheikh, Sheikh Zayed, the father of the country, 
instead of coveting the oil, he reached out to all the poor nations in that whole area, which were many of them were Bedouins, and said to thank Allah, to thank God for this bounty. We want to put together a country. The like has never been seen in the world to make a difference in this world. And that was very like the vision that Mike Usher and I had to discovering oil in Belize. So there's a fascinating parallel because the six countries and the most famous is Dubai came together with, um, uh, with uh, Abu Dhabi to form the seven countries of the United Arab Emirates with a vision and a goal to actually bring fundamental transformation change to the world. And so between now and the Expo 2021, which it'll be, you will see major changes. I think we're already seeing them and sensing them in our friends. Uh, and that is the opening of the minds, the opening of society and the coming together in oneness, not just of oil, gas, but in harmony with the environment, the climate and each other. Thank you very much. Not at all. Good. Great questions, by the way, guys. So, uh, there's another question. So it is a very common saying that wherever life takes you, one should never forget their roots. So in your case, Susan, how have the roots, your roots played a key part in wherever you are today? Well, uh, um, you know, I think the Irish accent in America, thanks to maybe somebody like Kennedy, opens doors um, and uh, you know I love what he said think not what you can do for what your country can do for you but what you can do for your country in a way it's a similar outreach and he being Irish American and there have been many since in fact I think maybe every president claims a wee bit of Irishness so there is um, there is a to me, there's a magic of being Irish. And it is our heritage to believe in that, that magic within us. Dr. Tony Quinn, who started the Aduco seminar and is very much dedicated his life to bringing forward this capacity and the understanding of the mind is originally from Ireland. And he has made it his life's goal to be that and share that transformational process with everyone so that indeed we do see and witness and are a part of the transformation of our entire planet, which is needed yesterday, as they'd say. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, Stephen, do we have any questions on the Facebook Live? Um. It is still, I just refreshed it there to see if I could get any more. It's still loading. Um, I'm not seeing any at the minute. I have just one quick question. Um, kind of asked it a little bit earlier before the meeting started. You traveled a lot in your early career after graduation. Where was your favorite place that you traveled? Oh. <laughs> Belize. Amazingly enough, when I went to Belize for the first time, 
I not only went about the oil question, I actually fell in love with the people. And I could see in those brown eyes uh, their capacity. But it was in a way a bit like meeting a teenager. They didn't seem to realize their amazingness. Um, and, uh, and there was a connection between us all that has sustained over 40 years because that was over 40 years ago. Um, I, I actually, the, the, the real great answer to that is when you are anywhere, be there. When you're doing anything, be there doing it and create that focus and attention. Dr. Tony Quinn um, uh, called it and, and coined the phrase unconscious attention. It's attention so deep, you're not even conscious of paying it. It's a bit like, We've almost all gone into a time warp here. And, and it, it seems as if this has only been going on for five minutes. And when you are totally focused, uh, it, is, it is right there that the presence, both the presence within ourselves, the energy and presence of the universal force is with us. And so uh, the real answer to that question is wherever I am, I love. But I must say there's a wee special part, both for Ireland and Belize and today, Denver. Wow, you should see it here today in Denver. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you. I hope we've answered all the questions just before, you know, we close the event. Uh, Susan, is there any message you would like to give for the students today? You know, what they should do? in order to, you know, achieve their ambitions and, you know, stay put, like, is there any message which you would like to give as a closing remark? I, I would definitely, and thank you again for this opportunity, uh, Tamne, especially you, but all of your team. Um, yes, I would say, listen to that voice within, to that energy within, uh, nurture it. Um, there are some things on Facebook Live, the Aduko Gym, Facebook Live has a brilliant relaxation by Tom. And I'll see if we can put it on the, on the I think somebody listening might, may put it on. And there are, there's a great interview by our Belizean CEO, uh, Marlo Neal. Uh, steep yourselves in nurturing that piece of you that will bring out the greatness and the energy and the happiness. And and, and marry it with what you love and you'll find you will be on that path and it will be a path that is very well traveled by all. <laughs> well, we have the link right there. So to conclude the event, thank you so much, Susan, for taking out the time to come and interact with us today. It was a great event and we really enjoyed getting all the insight from you and we hope to stay engaged with you for our future events as well. And thank you to everyone else for joining today's event and to the entire committee for you know, being a great support throughout these 12 days of S2S, which we've planned. I would like to highlight that Elise, Chloe, Neve, and Stephen, they've all been working very hard throughout the clock to organize events throughout these 12 days and the rest of the committee as well. So thank you so much, everyone, for being here.